0: Sometimes we're at a loss for words. You know, normally I start off with a little story and move into a passage of Scripture. And I don't really know how to start it off this morning. I really don't. There's just so much going on. I think I'll start from the beginning. I came in here in the last part of June. And I told people what I'm doing when I got here apart from restoring the parsonage so that it could be lived in, I spent my time watching. Watching people, seeing who people are, how they act, how they handle things, and what gifts and talents they have. And I will say this, there is a lot of talent in this church and you guys put it to use. And you need to feel good about that talk a lot about new like it's the only way to go but you know what i got a new pair of glasses this week and i told some of you guys about them already and i thought that they were going to be the greatest things in the world because i needed bifocals because i put these on and now i can see all that back there clearly i can see all you clearly i could even see the clock this morning but it's right behind you on the over your left shoulder but it's a new type of lens or they tell me it's a new type of lens called progressive. The field of view for the bifocal part is very, very narrow and I cannot read this piece of paper right in front of me. So to me, this new isn't the greatest thing in the world. The old regular bifocals are best. For me anyways. So when we talk about moving into new ways, oftentimes it gets pushed back the old ways. But we can never forget the old ways. And we don't push them out, especially when they're still effective. God gave you gifts and talents to use and you have used them. And you have served God's church. And sometimes He wants to give us New gifts and new abilities to use with those old. So I'm happy today and I need you to hold me accountable to this. Because sometimes I'll say I'm never gonna do something again, then God come back and say eh, eh, you're wrong. I want you to hold me accountable to this, okay? That today is the last day that we talk about what it takes to move forward from this day onward after today it's all about moving forward and experiencing the new things that god has for us and using those gifts today's passage of scripture will be coming from the book of 1st corinthians chapter 12 verse 4 through 11 the word of god says there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit distributes them there are many different kinds of service but the same lord to another, miraculous powers, and to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same. And he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, as we come before you today, we thank you for the blessings that you've given us. And we thank you, God, Father God, for your patience in working with us as a people and preparing us, Father God, for a future that you have for us. You've taught us, Father God, to, to be happy and content in today while we look forward to the many blessings that you have for us in our future. Father, empty me and fill me with your spirit that your will will be done. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. It's an amazing time that I've had since I've been down here. I have experienced life in so many new ways that it's not even funny. And I have signs from god to show you those experiences that i have what i have out here today in front of us is a kayak and the earlier joke today was well it's not big enough for the flood that's coming in to carry everyone out so we're going to say that at that point that it's a lesson in self preservation there's room for me everybody else has to get your own but this kayak is a gift from god It helped me change my lifestyle. See, when we talk about gifts from God, here in the Scripture, we're talking about spiritual gifts. Things that that God anoints us with to empower us to go out and, and live our lives and perform ministry no matter where we go. And sometimes that gift can be presented in a physical means. Though the physical gift isn't the important part, but the lessons that we learn from them. If we take the time to learn, is what's important. You see, when I came down here, one of the things that I was excited about was learning how to get on the water, learn the tides and, and everything that, that goes on with all that stuff. And I didn't have a kayak, and I wanted a kayak, and we got started looking, and I found a kayak that I wanted, and I found it on Facebook Marketplace. So me and Lisa drove in the rain down to the uh, Army Airfield Base and met a guy at the gate. and We went to his house threw the kayak on top of the car, drove home, and I enjoyed that kayak every minute that I was there. But I'll be honest with you, part of me, as I've said before, is a selfish person. I have selfish needs. I wanted the kayak, and I got the kayak, and I wanted the kayak to be mine. But to be honest with you, something happened around Christmas time. I didn't have enough money to do what I needed to do. So God called on me to do something that I didn't want to do. I had to sell my kayak in order to, to meet a need. And But now, what I want you to hear is not that I had to sell a kayak because of a financial need. What I want you to hear is this. I didn't want to sell my kayak because I love my kayak. <laughs> okay? My want and my need was more important to me at that point in time than the people that I needed to serve. And when I heard God tell me, tell me, I need you to sell your kayak to, to provide this need for someone else, I remembered back before I came here when we lost everything to circumstances to some to my degree was my fault, but in a large some of the things were not by fault but because of decisions that other people made and the way the world just happens. We lost everything and I did not handle it like the good Christian. I cried and I didn't cry just for a day or two. I cried for several years. You can ask my wife, I get up and I go to the breakfast table and sit down and I'm already crying before the day got started because of everything that I lost. So the lesson that I I learned from this other kayak was this, that the kayak was that important. It served a purpose when I had it, and it served a purpose in selling it to provide the needs for somebody else. It was an important lesson in spiritual growth. We as Christians have to grow in order to experience the blessings of God. But then God started speaking to me after the first of the year. We got a little bit more money, and I kept hearing God speaking, and he kept telling me it's time for me to go buy a new kayak, and I tried to rationalize that because that's what we do. As logical people, we think about why we need to do things. And this is what I thought about. Well, I don't need a kayak right now because, well, it's really cold. Why would I go buy something like that now? But I kept fighting with it. And God just kept pushing and pushing and pushing to the point I was having a headache all day long one day, and I just couldn't take it, and I just I, I went to buy the kayak. And all the way down to the store, I was arguing myself and telling myself all these reasons why I shouldn't buy a kayak. Every one of them, logical. But the Spirit of God kept saying, go, 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 go. So I went, and I walked into the store, and I walked back to the area where the kayaks were at, and this kayak was standing in the rack, and there was only one other. And I'm looking at it, and I'm telling myself, I'm not going to buy a kayak. It's illogical. I'm not going to do it. So as about the time I, I turned around to walk away, the salesman comes out. And he says, hey, can I help you? And before I knew it, I was asking about this kayak right here, this very one. And I said, you know, I was looking at this kayak, said, but you know what? Tell me something. Is this, there's some scratches on it. Can you let me have it at a discounted price? And he took his little scanner. And, well, first he said, well, what scratches? And I showed him where the scratches were. We're sitting in a shelf. And he took a scanner, and he scanned the kayak, and he looked at it, and he said, well, I'll tell you what. This is what I can do for you. So long story short, let me tell you. In my perspective, okay, I sold my kayak for X amount of money. Then I took that money, and I used it, but I'm going to say that I traded my kayak in, okay? I gave it into service to God. God's doing something here. So I go down. Here is a kayak that at the store, $696 after taxes. I take the amount that I got from my kayak, and then I take the amount... They discounted me for this kayak here, almost a $700 kayak. God gave me a blessing because technically I walked out of the store with a $700 kayak for $50. So you tell me God's not speaking to us when he tells us to go do something. We may not understand what it is that he's telling us, but when he tells us, go do it. That was the only one there. So here's what I'm getting at. There are different gifts that God gives us, and one of those gifts that he gives us is the ability to hear what he says to us. Change is not easy. I am telling you, I understand with you, I sympathize with you, and I am telling you this is the last day that we are going to talk on this. I'm going to keep saying that over and over again because we're we're not going to do that after today. Change is hard. Giving up something that we love for somebody else is not easy. And sometimes, life happens. We can't control it. COVID happened. We can't stop it. And it took out large portions of our population, and it changed the way we do business. It changed the church structure. It's changed the business structures. It's changed the schools. It changed everywhere. And no amount of standing around waiting for it to come back is going to bring it back. Letting go of what was Is hard to do. I understand that. But what's even more difficult is moving into something new. You see, when I left policing, I gave up a lot of things. It was mind-altering habits. The way I think about people, the way I treat people, the way I assume people are going to respond. I had to relearn how to communicate with people. But that's not all I had to relearn how to do. I had to relearn how to live outside Of that old lifestyle. I could no longer go to the range and shoot my weapons because the range wasn't there. I didn't have my property where I went to that I could go and just fire weapons. Cost of money or the cost of ammunition through the roof. So you know what? God had to give me something new to do. And that's what I praise God about, is that that when that change came, when I was able to let go of what was, then God replaced what I lost with something new. This is what change looks like for me. It's a C-D-E-F-G on the center C. didn't know that some years ago and it took me forever to, to learn how to do that God gave me other gifts y'all think I'm going to play you a hot song don't you <laughs> if Jimmy was here then maybe I'd get him up here to do a hot song but check this out Rock it out. Isabel wants me to rock it out. Things I didn't know until recently. Eddie A. Dynamite. Goodbye, Eddie. That's how we learn the chords. It's E-A-D-G-B-E. And then we learn simple things one at a time. An E minor. An A minor. And the one that's really hard for me is a G. Now, to you, it sounds like nothing back there. To me, it sounds wonderful because it has taken me a year to get my fingers to move into these positions. It took training and it hurt. And it hurt a lot. But we kept at it and kept playing and kept picking. And then we gave up for a little bit and set it down. Didn't give up, but walked away from it so that we can come back and learn to make some decent noises. Now, Isabel wants me to rock out. But here's the thing. When the changes first started happening, God didn't give me the best of everything. This is the cheapest guitar on the market. It really is. 80 bucks on Amazon. But that's how change starts. Okay? You start off small. And you work your way up. From an $80 guitar to a better guitar. But this old, beat-up guitar that hardly stays in tune, I tuned it when I got over here this morning, it took me a while. <laughs> but I learned something. That after we get the basics down, then we can start playing with things and start creating our own sound or our own identity. I like Jerry Reed. The old swamp music, what I call it. He did a bu- uh, movie with Burt Reynolds called Gator, and it just—and I love the sound that he had. So I kind of created my own here. Now Isabel wants to rock out. here's what I'm getting at. And this might be a short day, I don't know. People want signs that God's going to do something. And you're not the first. The Pharisees went to Jesus to try and trick him up. And they said this to him. Show me a sign from heaven that you're real, that you are who you say you are. And Jesus said this. Why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly I tell you that no sign will be given it. Then he left them and got back into the boat and went to the other side. In another passage of Scripture, Jesus tells them there'll be no sign given except for the sign of Jonah. See, with Jonah, he was charged to, to deliver a message, and he didn't want to do it, so he was swallowed up by the well, and, and he spent three days in the belly of the well. So the Son of Man, when he died, spent three days in the belly of the grave but he resurrected. He came back to life to be with us, to walk with us and talk with us. And that's the only sign that we need. See, when God calls us to do something, the response isn't, prove to me who you are. The response is, yes, Lord. It's walking on faith. If we want to see signs of God working in our lives and doing new things, all we have to do is look around us, lead by example, right? So here's the example that I give. I left the world that I knew like the back of my hand. And I learned not to complain about the changes that I couldn't control. And I learned to be happy in every moment, not because of the things that God's given me, but simply because God loves me. Kayak is a sign of God saying to his children that that if you'll give up the idea of what you love, I'll replace it with something better or something just as good. He says that that if you give up thinking about the old ways and how things used to be, while still incorporating those good old ways that are still here, I will teach you different things to do. And it's going to hurt because growing hurts. But if you don't grow, you die. And I know that you don't want to do that. After Jesus died, he was resurrected. Peter and his buddies got on the boat and they they went out to go fishing and and Peter was over and he was casting his net and casting his net and casting his net and casting his net. And every time they pulled the net in, there was nothing in the net. And if we read the scriptures, it, it looks like they did that all night long. And then around daybreak, they saw what appeared to be the resurrected Jesus standing on the shore. And he yelled to them, throw the net off the right side and you'll catch the fish. And that's what they did. They took the net and they cast it off to the right side of the boat and pulled in more fish than they could have all night long. And I think that's what Jesus does to us sometimes. In the midst of change and in the midst of, of tragedy. When we try to take it upon ourselves to fix what we can't fix. When we need to learn to be still and wait on God and live in the moment that Jesus is over there screaming at us from the shore, saying, stop going over here, stop doing this, and stop doing that, because what you want is over here. And when we get to the point that we hear Christ and submit to his will, then and only then can we move forward. And can we prosper? I guess it is short today. we got a lot of work ahead of us in the next year and a half. And it's got to be good work. But I need you to think about that cruise ship that I told you about one time before. That cruise ship is is docked and and people are boarding it and the captain is waiting to set sail. But the captain is waiting for certain things. He's waiting for, for some people who are waiting for their friends to come along to realize that they're not coming along. And you know what? I I, I think some of us have come to understand and come to peace with knowing that. And they've gotten on the boat. But then there's the the captain is also waiting for, for someone who's who's got all this luggage that they're trying to bring with them from the past. Heartaches, troubles, prideful events, everything is just bogging them down and they won't give it to God, and the captain is on this boat going and saying, You can't get on my boat with all that luggage because we don't have room for it. Lose your luggage. Whatever it is that God is fighting with to let you to get you to to get rid of get rid of it. We're about to set sail. And here's how you get rid of it. You choose to let go. Then you choose not to think about it. Then you take that thing that, that you've chosen not to think of, and you kill it, like Jerry Clower said, graveyard dead, so that it doesn't come back. Then you take it, and you put it in a coffin, and you put a lid on it, and you nail it shut. But you don't just nail it with a nail straight in. You crisscross the nails so that there's no pressure that's going to be able to be applied to that lid to let it out. Then you dig a hole six foot deep and then in that hole you dig another hole six foot deep and you throw whatever it is in that hole and you bury it and walk away from it because you cannot bring that negativity, that anger, and that bitterness because what life did to everyone onto God's boat. Because God is setting sail for something good new adventures, new seas, new horizons. I let go of all mine, and I'm living my life. And I'm taking every opportunity of everything that God has given me to enjoy today and look for a better tomorrow. Stop casting your net into waters that doesn't produce fish. You're going to starve. Hear the voice of God on the shore calling out, come over here and do this. And you'll succeed. It's short to the point. And I hope you hear that. I say it because I love you. 7:30 this morning, I'm dragging a 75-pound boat through the yard in the rain, not for me, but for you. Are you ready to set sail? Because God's ready to leave. You know what? And if you're the happy person, if you've already made content the life that God given you and all this change, but you know someone who hasn't, reach out to them and help them find the way. Because we need every gift we can if we're going to take this journey serious. Let us pray. Father God, we close today's service and thank you for the time that you've given us here. And Father, we just ask that you be with us. Help us to put the nail in the coffin, Father God. Let's close this lid and let us move forward into the new exciting adventures that you have for us in our future. Help us to bury anger, bury hatred, bury bitterness. Help us to look to all the blessings that you have given us and other people who seek after you. Help us to experience the newness of life. As we advance your kingdom, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Before we leave, let's celebrate this week and know that next week when we all return, that we're going to be returning to a celebration of life, a celebration of hope, and a celebration as we move forward from this point on. Father God, I ask that you bless every person that's gathered here today and every person that is Uh, joined us via Facebook. Pour out your blessings upon them all. Keep them safe in all their journeys. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.